0: Blog Talk Radio. I'm broadcasting.
1: Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah! Now, before we do this, Let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. Of course. And that's it! Now let's do this! Is not <laughs> uh, 2013. What were you doing then? I think in 2013 it was the last time, at least the last time that I recall that this show actually was on the air. So, for some odd reason, like Ross and Rachel, we were probably on a break. Welcome to Page <laughs> One. I am Levar, and of course, as always, out on the West Coast, joining me live and in living color and you are not listening to a repeat or best of show. Mary, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How
0: are you? It's been so long.
1: I think these folks are like, what the heck happened in between 6 years? I don't I I swear it was shorter than that. Um, <laughs>
0: I, I, well, I thought it was only a couple, in, you know, life,
1: but wow, wow, 6 years. 6 years. That means we missed a lot of stuff. I, I, what's been happening in yeah, 6 we did. years?
0: Uh, well, I don't yeah. know what's
1: going on in the news. Who's in charge now?
0: I, so, I You know, I, I'm not sure. Did the Did the Bears win the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, No, not yet. Sadly, no. No, okay. No, that so that, that, that's, that, that's 86. <laughs> but just to re-educate you folks to page one, uh, this is pretty much the show at which we discuss a lot of latest things that we think probably should be page one but probably isn't with our own little blend of commentary in between and point of view Um, as for politics I think even Mary and I both agree right now if you've come looking for that you've found the wrong place
0: absolutely the absolutely (laughs) wrong place
1: so no no politics here not going to do it but uh, if you are listening and you are out there in blog talk radio world you can always of course call in if you have an opinion on anything that we're talking about you can follow along with us on, well, now, in six years, uh, we now have not only the Twitter page at NewsCommentBTR. BTR, mm-hmm. we also have Instagram, <laughs> and we also have Facebook. So you cannot say that we are not trying to, I guess, uh, as the kids would say, uh, I don't know, what would the kids say? I guess be... No, not be hip. I don't know. I'm I'm bad at this. I'm not even going to try Let's to be not be corn. hip. That's
0: that's like 1975, dude. We we need to catch up.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a gas. I mean, I'm not going to say that. So I'm I'm not going that old. Yeah. And I'm not going to like you know show my age. But um, but no, we we are excited to be back here, and we've got like so many things to discuss. I, I think the reason being. Folks don't know. We we've known each other for now how long? What? Uh, Twenty-three years. <laughs> Twenty-three long years. Long enough
0: to you know? Yeah, something like that. Oh, I'm showing sure my I'm showing sure my age now. Um, we've known each other too long is what it
1: <laughs> comes down to. We've known each other too long. You, you say that as if uh yeah, <laughs> but if people there are no only had, had like Right. If if people only had an inner working to, like, our phone conversations, our phone conversations go, how would you describe it?
0: (laughs) I always describe it as ADD phones, or they're ADD conversations. They start out one place, and you don't know where it's going. There's nowhere to know. You have no idea where it's going to go.
1: Pretty much. And the only thing that we could pretty much do on top of that is pretty much just add like the news stories of the day because I mean you don't really want to hear too much about the private things that we do. I mean occasionally it will come into play during the topics but we have a few today. I wanted to just kind of like start this new era, this new show pretty much uh, off the cuff as it may. Now Mm -hmm. you're listening to us right now at, well on this Friday at noon Chicago time, where I am at one o'clock Eastern time. This will not always be the time frame for page one because of course we have civilian lives that we have to uh get back to, but we will eventually have a more concrete time frame for you uh that will be announced, and of course, you can always follow us at this point. I'm not even sure if Mary wants you to follow her on Twitter,
0: yeah, go ahead, yeah, absolutely.
1: Hello, Look, twitter right? i'm on
0: instagram um on twitter oh, yeah, of course you're gonna have to ask me i don't remember all the stuff. um <laughs> on twitter i am at luai's mama and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to learn how to spell it it's l-a-l-u-a-y-s-m-a-m-a um it is where you'll find me on twitter on instagram i am at what am i on instagram anymore that tells you how much I pay attention to what I am. Again, blue eyes mama. You'd probably you probably be able to find me at that at that area. It's I've posted, I think I'm linked to the pages so you can find me.
1: Ah. See, she'll share it with you. So you'll find her. We'll of course have it on our page as well. Uh but Ooh. for an example, just to kind of give you a general idea of the things that we generally might talk about or the things that we see. Um, one of the things that I was actually looking at and of course once in a Blue Moon. Uh, this is almost kind of like Big Brother or Big Sister Radio for you here because we'll we'll kind of hope to set you straight on a lot of stuff. But an interesting article came out that I started to talk about with Mary last night and I didn't want to go fully into it because I want to save it for the show. A lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. If it's tough, we'll save it. But is it normal to check on your ex's activity? Now, a small Small few of you probably will not understand this, but a lot of you probably will. But there was actually an interesting article out. I'm not going to go fully into it, but it always talks it talks about you know how hard it is to what exactly constitutes a healthy breakup, especially in the immediate aftermath of that, where a few of us will probably say still more in that emotionally like reasonable state. So according to two different psychologists uh, that HuffPost Canada had contacted for their story about this, and we can share the link with you online, they say that it's very normal to want to check on your ex's activity online and otherwise, but that doesn't necessarily mean you should do it. So uh, not getting into all of the further details of that, I'm going to ask you, Mm ma'am, do you think – that it is okay, or is it, or first of all, is it normal? Second, is it okay? Gotcha. Uh,
0: is it normal? It's a lot more normal now that we have so many outlets of social media because you can do so quietly and discreetly in people's minds, um, especially if the relationship has, it's almost like, I, I guess my opinion comes back to with social media. It's only official if you make it Facebook official. It's only official if you're following each other. If you're, you know what I'm saying, I'm your follower. I follow your Twitter. I follow your Instagram feed. I'm, you know, we're Facebook official, so now we're linked. Um, So it's easy at that point if you are connected in that way to kind of keep checking in on your ex. Is it a good idea? Uh, If the (laughs) Uh, yes and no, I guess. I mean, it depends on how the breakup went and what's going on. Um, most of the time, you're not going to be checking up on your ex in that way, if the breakup went fine. If the breakup was either mutual or if it was something that you know everybody agreed on or was it was amicable. If it was
1: See, not,
0: then it's stalking.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was, this is where I'm a little bit on the fence about that, because here's the mm-hmm. thing. One, is it normal? I'm not going to say you're crazy, but I guess it is normal to kind of want to know how that person is doing and what they're up to. So I'm not going to say it's out of range. But mm-hmm. as for the thing of should you, here's a question I'm going to raise on that. Why? Right. Because if things have broken off and if things are done, why would you care what your ex does at that point? Are you gotcha. stalking to see if they immediately like found somebody else? And then if they did, what does it matter? So well, I don't know if it's like to more guys. Probably gonna...
0: Who's doing the following? Like Who's checking up on the ex? Because
1: yeah, if you're, the, person, if you're the, the
0: dumper, then you're probably not. If you're the dumpy, then you probably are because you're probably, like I said, if it was not a great breakup, which most, most aren't, then you're probably wondering mm. what went wrong
1: or who the mm. other
0: person is. or you you see where I'm going with that?
1: Yeah. So. I, I guess it, it depends <laughs> on the person because even if the dumpy and I've been dumped, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you kids out there. If it's one thing I'm never going to sugarcoat for you all out here, it's pretty much the truth. <laughs> But um, right. as the dump E, I don't know if that even sounds right saying you were a dumper because that goes, no, never mind. The yeah, that goes into a different area. Yeah, that's a yeah, different show different time. That's the overnight show. But <laughs> even as the dump E, <laughs> I, <would>, uh, <laughs> I would even have to say that even as dump E, I don't know at that point if it's going to help me wanting to see the other person's, like, page. Because it's going to hurt more if it seems like they're having a good time and moving on. So I think for me, I'd much rather just be like, nope, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And pretty much if the only reason at that point that we were following each other is because we were together and now we're apart. I see no reason to pretty much still have you on my page. That's just, but well, maybe I could be wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's it. It's so individual at this point. And with, like I said, with social media, it's so different. Long time ago, and far, far away, in the Stone Age, when we were dating, you know, following your ex was not trying to figure out what your ex was doing after they were with you, and now they're your ex is was a lot harder. It wasn't like you could just jump onto their Facebook page and and see if they're dating somebody new or if they're taking pictures with new people. Um, It's not like you can go onto their Instagram and follow their story. So back then, I'd say you're a stalker. Now it's it's almost like you have to be ready for that to happen. So that's why I say it's kind of normal. I don't think it's right, but it is kind of normal. You almost have to be ready if I'm gonna dump you, if you and I were dating and I'm dumping you
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, we're breaking up. I have to be ready for you to be still have to still have access to my page and still be able to get to portions of it, even if I, you know, unfollow you or or block you or those things. And it turns into a I think it's a more logistical nightmare. It was much
1: simpler back then. You could tell the crazies. You can't now. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting, but of course I'm but then always. again,
0: inter- some people are friends with their exes, so there you go. You
1: know. Yeah, that too. Like I said, there's so many different things. But I guess the the question there originally was: Is it normal to check on your ex's activities? And uh, and I mean, I know it would be hard for a lot of people to quit, but I would just I would honestly say that while a bit of me would be curious, especially if they dated like really soon after we broke up I would not really be interested I really wouldn't care uh to just mm-hmm. check on my ex's activity because at that point now I'm doing me you know Mhm Yeah it, I think
0: it's a it I do think it's a very gender specific not gender specific let's let's back that up It's a very individual thing but it does feel like the more emotional the person And the more invested the person, especially if they're on the receiving end of that breakup, that, uh, yeah, that it tends to be a little bit more, I want to see what's going on. And sometimes that helps heal, too. It's like, oh, they're not just instantly moving on, or they are just instantly moving on.
1: So you're telling me that it pretty much would heal you if they didn't heal as quickly.
0: I, not me, but oh, no, there no, no, are people you. out there that – Like,
1: you know, like for yeah. that particular person that <laughs> they may feel the, – Not yeah. me.
0: No, me. I'm not just you. like, all right, fine. I'm awesome. But You're other people. I
1: mean, it could be that thing where they're like, hey, if they healed quickly, now nah, it's going to make it worse for me. But, yes,
0: of course. Yeah. Jealousy? Absolutely. That's something that goes out there all the time. That's as old as times.
1: I've never thought of that. That's older hand. Hmm. But no, you guys will have to tell us what you think because uh, I I don't know. I guess we both kind of agree that it's normal, but as for continuing to do it or checking on it and just being a stalker, if you say no, I would say no. I would say it's And I'm in the middle not- category. It's yeah. That's that's a fine line because that starts to kind of get into that little gray area that we don't want to get to. Speaking of gray areas, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Speaking of gray areas, we are coming up on October, and generally, I don't know about you, but uh, for me, every time of the year, I'm gonna tiptoe and tread through this topic really quickly um, mm-hmm. because I know that this could really bring a lot of people out and there's like a lot of controversy in regards to this but we'll touch on it today briefly but October usually brings about especially if you work in an office uh, quite a few people who bring some unexpected strands of sickness to you now I know Mm -hmm. my office generally does flu shots every year Uh, a lot of places encourage you to get shots but this year uh, the CDC is telling people that it is time to give flu vaccines another shot. Uh, of course, uh, the last few years, and I don't know why, it's been really bad. And while the vaccine really didn't offer a lot of protection the past two years, specialists have pretty much fine-tuned the recipe in hopes that it will better counter a nasty strain this time around. Uh, according to Dr. Daniel Jurgen Jer- Uh, at the flu chief, uh, who's the uh, Centers of Disease Control, he said that getting vaccinated is going to be the best way to prevent whatever happens. Now, last year's flu brought double trouble, where a new strain started in a second wave of illnesses just as the first was winding down, making pretty much last year's flu season pretty long. So if you noticed, if from last fall to, like, even through the winter, that it seemed to be a little bit longer than before, uh, you weren't kidding yourself. And this year uh, they're saying that, while it's not getting off to an early start, that people should really start to look into getting their flu vaccine by the end of October. Uh, Typically, flu starts widely circulating in November or December and peaks by February. Uh, And, of course, scientists are always looking for better flu vaccinations and strains. But here's the thing. Every year this brings about, I know and where I work or where I go to, this brings about the same debate. Because you will have people who will say they don't believe in getting it um, because they hear a lot of rumors and things to the contrary about flu shots, or it's that old adage that a flu shot will give you the flu. Which I've taken a flu shot. I've gotten one myself personally the last few years. I will tell you, I have not gotten the flu. Maybe you can say it's just you, you Lavar. But I guess at this point, when we get to this and we're talking about getting flu vaccinations, because I, I, here's the thing, I'm actually going to put Mary on the spot. Not only, she doesn't have to answer the question. <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> flu vaccines, yay or nay, and even then, do you think that if you work in an environment where there is a lot of people who you know that are generally sickly, do you think that uh, those people should be – I know we can't force them to, but that they right. should be urged to kind of, like, uh, take precautionary measures?
0: Gotcha. Well, I work I work in, a, in an area where I am heavily involved with the public. So um, I have had the flu shot in the last couple of years. Um, I did, did not have the flu shot a few years before that. And I kind of go back and forth every year. It's kind of like, no, and none of the times I got sick um, from okay. the shop. Let's do it that way. I've never Something gotten sick like, from the shop. But... Sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. the effectiveness of it's kind of like a you know, roll of the dice, good luck and hope. Um, now, because I do work with the public, I also use other precautions, hand sanitizer, hand washing, uh, making sure that I'm not, um, like, I don't shake hands if I don't have to. So there's a lot of, like, I do a lot of, other precautionary measures that help me stay healthy, um, especially during flu season. The issue comes down to, and what I'm hearing, and, and I know that I hear the old adage of, if I get the flu shot, I get the flu. Um, a lot of people in my office that don't get the flu shot give me, until the flu shot is more than 70% effective, there's, it's just me taking a vitamin or washing my hands a couple or more times during the season. So it, it's the effectiveness of the shot that they're going up against versus necessarily, it, it, does it work? If it didn't work, then does that make sense? So that's where uh, what I hear in the office, and that's what I end up having to toy with every year, is it going to be effective or not. And then, of course, my office, they, they have, like, a health fair that has the shots. So you just sign up for it, and it's free, and you walk in, they give you a shot, you walk out. So mm-hmm. that's covered. So they do, they do encourage it, and there are a lot of people that do take advantage of that every year um, in our in our office. So I'm on the fence, I guess, is what it comes down to with that. If they can say it, it can be more
1: effective. Absolutely. Yeah, and I was gonna say, just for you folks out there, uh, the article goes on to state because there's so many people who have different things against a flu shot, different reasons for, and, and I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are traditional flu shots for all ages, and they are also flu shots for needle-phobic adults. Uh, one brand mm-hmm. uses a needle-free jet injector that pushes the vaccine through the skin. There's also like a mist nasal spray. Uh, it's generally for healthy people between the ages of 2 through 49. Uh, also, those who have weakened immune systems and don't respond well to traditional shots, uh, they also have special things for that. And people who are allergic to eggs, they now even have – two options for that and the no-egg vaccines are actually gaining like some interest because a lot of people, I know someone who took one a few years ago and had some issues with that and immediately kind of got like sick, which was not a good thing. But of course, as always, like Mary said, the other good thing to do or the steps that you need to take, cover your cough and your sneezes. (laughs) Please, people, Mm -hmm. I never understood. (laughs) You Just
0: put an arm over your mouth. Just go ahead. Into your elbow. It's done.
1: Yes. And to wash your hands frequently during the flu season. It doesn't even have to be during the flu season. Just do it overall. <laughs> Just make it a good habit.
0: And don't get offended when I use hand sanitizer after our, right after I shake your hand. It's not you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's everyone. It's everyone. It's
1: one, one recent study showed washing is actually better than hand sanitizers. Uh, but you know, yeah. Howie Mandel, uh, the most, I know a lot of people say the most famous germaphobe, but uh, he's actually pretty smart. But Howie never shakes hands. If you notice, Howie always does a fist bump. And mm-hmm. when it comes to handling, like, uh, door handles. He doesn't even really try to do that too often. He pretty much will use something to, like, uh, handle a door. I get it. Because, as a guy, I'm not going to get too far off the gross point here. <laughs> for okay, now I'm going to get off the gross point because you know what, when I used to have. Yeah, you're
0: gonna. In. I was. I was waiting. I was. I tilted my head. I knew this was going to go somewhere.
1: <laughs> you know where I said. it, and I'm just going to do this as. Uh, I'm not even going to do this as a two minute rant. I'm going to try not to go two minute rant. See now, now we're bringing right, back like old things. This here is go. going to be like the old thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is for all Where's of you the out box? there. Yes, you, the guy who goes to the bathroom and then turns around and then proceeds to pretend to put your hand there under the automatic water thing so that I can hear water, but I never hear the soap <laughs> dispenser, nor do I hear the water go off for longer than 20 <laughs> seconds, as they say that you should be doing. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And it is not the first That's time great. because I would even have people who would just. Fl- and then the other thing. I will have people who will use the bathroom and then I just don't hear the water go, nor do I hear the soap go, but you'll go to the towel dispenser. What the heck do you need with a towel? <laughs> are you trying to wipe the excess well, off your hands? Mm, what are you trying to do? It's yeah. not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm good.
0: Okay. So, box taken away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it, it just it, it it kills me because it was like mm-hmm. i never when I grew up, I was always told taught it, it, it's not gonna kill anybody for twenty seconds to use some soap and water because then it's those same people who don't that will come and want to shake your hand or mm-hmm. to put their hand on your shoulder or to you know touch something around you it it's you feely people that don't seem to wash their hands. Wash your hands, people, or at least carry a bottle of hand hand sanitizer's cheap. You can go to the dollar store and get hand sanitizer.
0: Hand sanitizer's you, everywhere. Forget even it's cheap. everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. You can even go, hey, anybody have hand sanitizer? Four people will hold it up.
1: And they'll generally I like have one lead. in my
0: purse, one in my car, one on my desk. It's they even have it for everywhere. A keychain everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> My daughter has one on her backpack, so it's like, come on. Like, come on, you know? just. So please. This, if you can't wash your hand, at least use hand sanitizer.
1: So please, minimum. people, this flu season, while you can, do us all a favor. Wash <laughs> your hand. Or if you are sick.
0: That almost rhymed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you are sick, I would just prefer that you stay home. It's okay.
0: (laughs) The world will continue to revolve
1: without you. Yes. It's one of those things where I tell people, wherever you work and whatever you do for a living, if you are so sick to the point of where you know you are contagious, you are doing no one any favors by showing up at work and getting everybody sick. I swear to you, one year I worked at a place, and we worked in cubicles, and the cubicles stretched probably 40 to 50 feet back from the beginning of the office to the end of the office, probably even a little bit longer than that. And the one person in the first queue, who I call Carrier A, was sick. The person behind that cubicle, about a week later, got sick. About a week after that person in the cubicle got sick, the person in front of me got sick. For me, somehow, some odd reason, it had pretty much bypassed me and got to the person behind me. Who had gotten sick? And then it got to the person in the last row of that cubicle. They got sick. But guess what happened after that last person got sick? I got sick.
0: And everyone in
1: the office, because the carrier A, got sick. All had to take time off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's been plenty of times that
0: coworkers have looked at me and said, what are you doing here?
1: Go. Right. That's where the are and in looks, those go. cases
0: if somebody's looking at you, go home. <laughs> Just go home.
1: <laughs> right.
0: They're doing it out of care, concern, and also selfishness. Go home.
1: Go home. It's <laughs> gonna start holding up signs. Go home.
0: <laughs> go
1: home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for all of you people who decide that, you know, you want to like show up at work. And, you know, with your sickness, you know that you're sick, you're going to get me sick. I only have one word for you. You are a bum. Yes, you are. <laughs> I called you, you can out You always go it.
0: the Asian route and wear the, the, the face mask thing, you know, because those are not effective.
1: <laughs> you know what? The first, few <laughs> years, <laughs> the first few years when I used to see that, it freaked me out because I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> okay, living here in this city, I guess it freaked me out because I would even see it sometimes in the summertime. And mm-hmm. I'd see people wearing face masks, and I'm like, okay, how bad is it? <laughs> and should I be on the same mode of transportation as you? At this time? <laughs> Didn't know for a long surprisingly, time. Surprisingly, yes,
0: yeah, surprisingly those are actually pretty effective, and now they're available over the counter. So, yes, pick up some. Um, as as crazy as they are, but uh, like I said, I work in an office with, with the public and uh, ran, ran into some people that um, were dealing with cancer, uh, a cancer, uh, person that had cancer in their office and they were going through chemo and their immune system was obviously compromised. So they would wear that mask regardless of what anybody was like. They're like, well, but we're not sick. It's like, yeah, but you might be, you don't really know because that does have, you know, illness does have incubation times. So they wore that so that they could maintain their health. And by all means, either keep it in or keep it out. It's all right by me. I get to – it'll be okay. Just you have to learn to talk through it. <laughs> Make sure that you're not on the
1: Speaking of – well, by the way, since we are at the halfway hmm. mark, if you are listening in, you are listening to page one with Lavar and Mary. And this is not a rerun. This is not a – uh <laughs> it's not an Woo-hoo! April Fool. Yeah, we are back. Been six years, we missed you, Um, and uh, we are here at a special time and day. I think this used to be our old time slot, wasn't it?
0: It was something like this. It was very close. It's not an hour later. I think it was around
1: the noon hour, I think, uh, well, here in Chicago. It was midday. uh, Yeah, it was a midday, pretty much the old time slot that we had here, but uh, we missed you, and we're glad that we are back, and we will be back in a more – dependable day and time here in the not-so-distant future, so definitely keep it tight on our media pages as to where we will be, but we are back. Uh, Speaking of avoidance, a couple of weeks ago, I was able to finally take some vacation time and go on a trip. First part of my trip, I was able to avoid something that I'm going to talk about here shortly. Second part of my trip, I was unable to avoid it. But per article on CNN, um, of course, every traveler has their pet peeves. And and I'm not meaning to scare Mary, who's actually going to be traveling here soon. Um, But one of the most guaranteed to grate your nerves and grind your gears is... Grady Kids! Yes, crying babies. So our good friend, Japan Airlines, has revealed a new tool that lets you dodge infants when you book your seat. Passengers traveling with children between eight days and two years old who select their seats on the website will have a child icon displayed on their seats on the seat selection screen. reads the airline's website. And... What that means for you is that this lets other passengers know a child may be sitting there. Now, Twitter users have praised the feature following a recent flight. Uh, one said, to, uh, you know, thanks for the warnings. Uh, <laughs> thanks for warning me about where babies plan to scream and yell during a 13-hour trip. Some said, this really ought to be mandatory across the board. Uh, now, before baby phobes get too excited, Japan Airlines cautions that the baby map will not display child icons in certain situations. It only works for bookings that are made through their website. So, for example, uh, an icons will not display if there's like a change in aircraft. So if you have to change it, you don't know. Now, if you are taking a small child on your trip, they do offer a number of services to make your experience better. The airline provides a number of strollers for rent in the airport and will accept baby strollers and check baggage for free. Uh, Passengers traveling with infants also enjoy priority boarding, and they offer hot water for bottles as well as diaper-changing facilities on board. So as a traveler, and you travel quite often, uh, if the airline that you were flying on provided that service to let you know, I, I don't think I have to ask is that something that you're going to use, but uh, do you think that this is something that's needed on every airline?
0: I, I, hmm. Okay, there's the good side and the bad side. Um, the good side is it's great it's a great idea um, kids don't obviously plan on screaming and yelling the entire time but they're also not necessarily able to especially with pressurization and like popping your ears and, and pain and, and discomfort and then of course on top of that the anxiety of having just all these people around you sometimes mm-hmm. they do so if that's what really gets you then, yeah, that would really help you as an adult or as another parent to be able to either be close to or avoid that area. Um, the bad part, of course, is somebody's going to have to sit there, you know. Like <laughs> the airlines might be able to say, hey, you want this? Okay. If you get, you want a seat that's far away from this, now we can charge more for those seats. Um, I can see that happening. Um, but, yeah eventually people are going to have to sit near the children <laughs> so otherwise you think at some point dude they because you know what thieves. they've
1: started doing things well not that extreme but i mean it's not even extreme yet cuz you remember about a year or two ago when restaurants started like banning kids of certain ages after a certain time
0: yeah they tried some areas yeah, some still restaurants do. still do it.
1: Uh, you cannot be mm. in certain restaurants with kids after a certain time, which I don't blame them. I, I think it. This is more for. I think it's more for the single it, person that doesn't have kids, that doesn't want to hear your kid right and like I said
0: there's gonna you're gonna have to sit somebody's gonna have to sit there now granted screaming kids to me it's like background noise I can I'm great at tuning out a lot of things so I don't you want to have a screaming child have a screaming child um I'm going to be one of those people that accidentally sit near that child quote-unquote um because I don't care and I know other people do like really do my mine are more like the people that take the socks and shoes off on the plate. why do you have to get that comfortable? I do not need to see your ugly feet or that's what or snoring. That's another one. And if they lean on me when they snore, oh, that drives me crazy. That drives me bonkers. The kids, eh, kids are I, I can ignore children. That's fine. I have a different tolerance. So eh, as long as it's done with respect to the people that buy those and get those those seats marked, then, yeah, I, I think it's it. It should become more widely used. I think there would be people that really do appreciate that. Um, I I could see in the U.S. a lot of parents that won't because it's like, why are you singling out my kid? Why did I get that voice? Um, but yeah, they'll start doing. We're very sensitive over here for some reasons. Like, you have a child, they may scream. Some people don't like that. So yeah, I can see where there's a that's this is a double-edged sword, and it can go really good or really bad really fast.
1: Well, here's where I am going to be the unvoice of reason on this. Um,
0: <laughs> I can't wait for this.
1: <laughs> I am going to say. Uh, and my views and opinions do not necessarily mean those of my co host or <laughs> anything else. Well, actually, <laughs> number one, I am glad that there is something like this that's out. Um, mm-hmm. I am going to say I would use it um, and that. Yeah, I mean, I'd use that list. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. some things you can avoid, you can't avoid, it happens. Um, but I probably would take a peek. I mean, yeah, you can't avoid it on certain flights, and it does happen. But I would use that. But I'm going to take it one step further. Uh, <laughs> oh. I'd love I, – I have no issues. None. With people who have, uh, what should I say? You know how people take on board the what's the word I'm looking for here, and this is going to be so bad of the the pets that they need for uh,
0: emotional support
1: animals. The animal. emotional support of pets. If it's not a dog or a cat, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to see you with your snake or your pot-bellied pig or...
0: You've had a flight with a pot-bellied pig?
1: Yes. There has been people who have been trying to fly uh, with their pot-bellied pigs. Some people have tried to fly with snakes. Some people have tried to fly, uh,
0: you know, with other animals
1: outside of the norm because... Here's why, this is what my friend usually says, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> yeah. Because there are people who try to take advantage of the situation, and they try to fly with, like, every animal under the sun. I think last week or a few weeks ago on the news there was one with, uh, like, it was a small donkey or something like that on the flight. I think they allowed it. And if your emotional support animal is not, like, the obligatory, like, cat or dog, I don't want to sit next to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is where I'm, to, like, no, sorry. To sorry. where I'm going, Jim. No, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Here's
0: where I'm – you think that's bad. I'm. I'm actually a little bit further than that. I don't think emotional support animals should be allowed on flights. Because most people take it, like, prove to me that's an emotional support animal and you just don't want to have your dog or cat next to you. If you're that hard up to have them next to you, drive, ride a train, do a okay. different way, don't fly with me. Um, if it is a required service animal, so I'm blind and I have a seeing eye dog, I am, um, I am autistic and suffer from seizures and have a service animal. Something that's been trained and certified as a service animal. I have no problem with that. I have okay. problems with, and, and I know people that have taken advantage of, they just knew somebody that would write them a letter saying, I need this for my emotional support so I can get through the flight. And it's like, yeah, yeah no, you don't. You just need to learn how to breathe. People like if you're that hard up that you can't get through a flight without having your dog in your lap drive, ride the train, <laughs> take a boat. Stay off my plane. <laughs> so, yeah. Emotional support animals are, that's a touchy subject. Children, different subject. Emotional support animals. You know what? I, I, I just, I, marking those seats, I wish we could mark seats for like, I need more leg room. Because I've sat next to some really tall people that have had yeah. to kind of encroach into my space. That's another one. Like, this could go so side. Like, that's what I'm saying. It could be really good or really bad. Yeah. Really quick cuz then we're labeling every seat with something.
1: Yeah, I will tell you as a tall person myself, I can't uh, it's it's an interesting trip and I I think we can all tell about the... Uh, um, I don't know. I think we all have our own travel stories. Um
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I even take had up an entire one show where on its own.
1: Uh, yeah, I had one where a guy who was probably a little bit taller, a little bit bigger than me, now I'm a big fella. I'm about probably like 6'2". The doctors say 300, but I, yeah, I don't probably look 300. <laughs> but I had a bigger fella get on next to me, and the only seat that was left was a middle seat. And he got on said flight, and if you're listening, how you doing? Uh, but he, yeah. he got on the flight, and we hadn't even taken off yet. And he went off to sleep, snored, oh, entire goodness. flight, <sighs> um, For the time, even before we got off the ground, to the time that we landed. And, yes, it was quite an interesting flight. And the last flight that I took a few weeks ago, there was not one, not two, not three, but four babies on that flight. One was actually good the entire flight. uh the parents actually mm-hmm. stood up at some point and kind of like was uh had them in their arms and kind of like you know rocked them back and forth. Baby was actually good, but mm-hmm. there was another one as soon as the flight took off and i I get it because with little kids, their ears may not be able to take all the pressure, but the kids screamed from the time that the flight took off to pretty much like twenty minutes before the flight landed. Mm-hmm. so I get it. I understand why that's needed on a flight. But, yeah, you, you're right. The emotional support animal thing, I, I love animals as much as the next person. But there has to be a line drawn somewhere. I would even okay. draw it. I would even be nice to say a little dog, not not huge dogs, and not dogs that are, uh, like, wild and out of control, but something that is acceptable. because I, I know that I'll reach that fine line because if you start to exclude other dogs, then other people are going to get mad. And in this mm-hmm. society, in this world, I get it. You know, if you say no pit bulls, then the pit bull owners are going to get mad. And you say, hey, you can bring your labradoodle, and people are going to be like, well, labradoodles are uncontrollable and they bite at people. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. get it. But let's just take flying back to what it was and was just flying. Yeah, I even mm-hmm. never agree. It's. With, I think the more knowing thing outside of those things are the people who have no respect for the other people around and either like kick off their. Shoes, for, um, I you know, or have like a loud device on, or uh, want to clip their toenails,
0: or um,
1: yeah. I, yeah, yeah, like the
0: weird stuff you do on a plane. No, just sit in your seat, put in the headphones, and just read your book or something. You know, it's yeah.
1: that. will start my whole living your. Uh, maybe next week I should have because. I know in certain areas, of where you may be, and where I know I am, public transportation is pretty much one of the easiest and quickest ways to get around. Sometimes, trust me, mm-hmm. I have my yeah. rules and regulations for being on public transportation, <laughs> and definitely. Oh yeah. I, I'm just gonna say briefly, people, please don't take off your shoes and cut your toenails because that's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that has uh.
1: happened to me. I've had because it started with like their. Uh, fingernails, and then they went to toes. So I kid you not. (laughs) Yes. I I know. Uh, I wonder sometimes of people in their um, (laughs) awareness, but yeah. Oh, Um, wow. As we slowly tiptoe away from that, one of the other big stories that I kind of saw this week, uh, now, I, just for the sake of uh, being honest with you. Never had yeah, this closure. Um I've never had a small child, let alone a small child that goes to uh school. But per teachers at an Indiana school, they reportedly sent a letter home to parents asking that students no longer date Fifth-grade teachers at Riverside Elementary in southern Indiana wrote that they are implementing, quote, a zero-dating policy, according to NBC affiliate station Wave 3. Uh, Quote in a letter obtained from them, it says, At this age, children are dating and breaking up within days of each other. This leads to too many broken hearts which carry over into the classroom. The teacher said that they were encouraging their students to, quote, have many friends and develop strong friendships, and students were giving a time frame, quote, to make sure that relationships have ended. We're truly just attempting to lessen the amount of broken hearts, the letter said. Some parents told the station that they think the policy goes too far. Uh, one of the parents said that her 10-year-old son, Aiden, oh, sorry, now I gave the name away, but one of her 10-year-old son has a girlfriend who, quote, is his best friend. She said he talks to her every day. They hang out outside of school. They don't hold hands. They don't kiss. She said it's innocent. Uh, the district said that the letter was, quote, not reviewed by the building principal or district officials. Uh, the quote here is that, quote, the intentions of our teachers were to protect student feelings, encourage developmentally appropriate friendships, and protect instructional time. This is from a district spokesperson. In retrospect, the fake phrase's zero dating policy and the request to take Tuesday and Wednesday to end relationships misrepresented the intentions of the teachers. While the team of teachers were trying to protect students, the wording is what caused alarm. Now, the school has said that the teachers want to, quote, have conversations about staying focused on academics at school and maintaining healthy friendships. I guess this truly is a sign of the times. (laughs) Um, Fifth grade. I love how
0: they backpedal really fast on that one. Yeah,
1: really fast after that. Fifth grade. Really fast. I'm I'm thinking fifth grade, yeah, you started to notice the opposite sex, but it wasn't really like that. It wasn't to the point of where something that went on between you interrupted the classroom. I, I, I guess I'm not going to probably, like, touch too much on the topic of should there – well, I mean, we probably are. I know where this conversation going to go, but I guess, one <laughs> – <laughs> is I can hear your long, frustration it's just making me laugh well I guess, I guess here is the school uh, it's not frustration it's more or less kind of like I'm stumped that confused? not even confused uh, I would probably say more or less surprised that it's gotten to such a point of young love that it has now gotten to the point of where schools are pretty much telling you, "No, no, we don't want you to." Because I'm pretty sure, uh, and I know they're not going—they're going to backpedal from that—but they pretty much are going to keep an eye on it and probably not encourage any type of relationships. But it, one, I, I'm going to let you no finish, but I have so it, many things I, I want to. to jump in on. Yeah, I know as I ask this question. I know schools don't have the right to tell students what to do in a private retrospect with that. Mm-hmm. But how how bad is that that we now have to get to that point and is that actually the school's business? Uh,
0: so so there's a couple of things uh read through the article obviously and and automatically have a bunch of different opinions on this but the first one that really jumped out to me was the fact that the principal didn't even review the letter before it went out
1: right <laughs> big fat no no
0: big fat no no that should have been reviewed that should never go directly to the parents from the teachers in a in this in a situation like this if it's something very specific about your class like hey our class is having a field trip yeah that doesn't need to be reviewed but if you're going to put into effect a policy with requirements and dates and times um, that are going to affect someone outside of school, regardless of age, that should be reviewed by administrators. Um, I, I highly recommend that and support that. And really honestly, that should be the policy to begin with. Like all letters should be reviewed by somebody because you're gonna end up backpedaling as quickly as they did. So that was number one off of that. That was the first thing I'm like, whoa, that was bad news. Um, the second thing is it's fifth grade. You know, they're talking about fifth graders right now. I'm putting dating in air quotes right now because they aren't, quote, unquote, dating. You and I, our definition of dating is different than a high schooler's definition of dating, which is different than a fifth grader's definition of dating, which is different than, a four year old than is being that, the parent dating. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: no, I really do think so. I think there's I a different, different level <laughs> of dating. Like, you and I are, are, are let's just be, let's be honest, right? We're more mature. Um, we've mm-hmm. been through quote unquote dating. We're now at, when you say I'm dating somebody, it's a much more serious and mature level. Yeah. Whereas in high school, it's a lot of feelings. It's a lot of emotion. It's a lot of newness. It's a lot of like clinging to and trying to figure out what that euphoria is. Whereas in fifth grade, it's that I'm talking to that girl and that girl is pretty cool and I want to hang out with them outside of like class and sit next to them at the lunch table. And now we're dating. Right. That's a fifth grade dating. So their, their definition of relationships, like we want you to form good friendships, but it's almost like you're trying to limit who they can be friends with. You're telling little Tommy that they can't be friends with Susie even though they say they're dating and really all they're doing is being friends.
1: Right. Um,
0: me looking at it from an adult perspective, I think that's the probably the most problematic part of it. If I go back and, uh, and I have access to um, a group of high schoolers that are still are still kind of, you know, feeling their way through life and yeah. ask their opinion of it and just a brief opinion of theirs is, That's the stupidest thing we've heard because dating in fifth grade is not dating. It's learning how to form and keep and have relationships and set boundaries for yourself as well. To be able to say, I don't like how that person is or how that person treats me or how I treat that person and get that learning process on top of the whole we're trying to save them from heartbreak. Eventually, they're going to have to get their heart broken. I mean. I've had heartbreak. I'm assuming you have had heartbreak. I'm going to assume pretty much everybody that's listening to this, unless there may maybe four or five, have had some kind of heartbreak in their life. And it's right. a big assumption, I know, but we all have to learn how to deal with that heartbreak. It's either to, it goes back to the beginning of the, our conversation today, mm-hmm. how we heal, how we process, how we move on. And in fifth grade, why not give them a safe setting to do so? You know, why not right. be supportive of that? Now, if it's inappropriate, by all means stop the inappropriate ones. But I do, I doubt that those fifth graders are going what, they're nine, ten, eleven, somewhere in that age range, I doubt they're going out there and doing things that would get them pregnant.
1: Because I was trying Let's to I way. was trying That's to figure out with the whole thing. How serious or what issues were they having to the point of where they had to draft this letter and say, Hey, you know, it's distracting the class, you know, uh Let's, Because in my point, if it has gotten so bad and so serious as to where it's distracting the class, one, why did you not have, like, a special, like, meeting or send meeting out a letter parent and then say, hey, you know, this seems to kind of be like a growing thing, you know, uh, either you could sit down with your child and explain how it can distract what goes on with learning or – you know, come to some conclusion as to where either the educators can bring someone in and try to, you know, a specialist or someone that could try to explain that or try to, you know, uh, get that across to them to, you know, how important it is to focus on other things besides that or not to let it, you know. Because uh, this starts, you, like you said, this has a lot of layers to it. Because if that is the case, I didn't worry about the students themselves because I was like, at that point, now we kind of have to have a talk with the parents. But I was like, but Mm -hmm. just take it upon yourself and then draft a letter. Be like, nope, you got to end it. Sorry. You know. uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, how does that teach a child? If you're telling them you have to end a relationship because it's it's coming, it's affecting your schoolwork. So you have Tuesday to do it or Wednesday to do it. now, Now you're actually not fostering those friendships. You're fostering, like, Almost like the secretive, um, uh, that secretive behavior. Like, oh, right. well, now I have to keep it a secret. Now, I'll, sure, fine. I'll break up with them, quote, unquote, in school, and, I won't, and I'll act like we're not dating. But then outside of school, you can't tell me what to do. I'll do whatever I want. Um, right. But then also, if it's really disrupting the class, then you're not a very good teacher. I mean, these are fifth graders. It's right. still fear authority. Like, be right. different if it was in high school. Like, okay, I get it. In high school, I was not great in high school either. You know, authority, it's like, yeah, I'm against the man. Um, but these are fifth graders. These are people that you should be able to say, listen, we're in class now. And if you're not paying attention, then you could sit over there, and you could sit over there on opposite sides of the wall, or I'm going to call your parents. And we have disciplinary actions. Here's your, these are the rules, these are the consequences. Live them, love them, learn them. Right. You know? And
1: I, and I get it. And I, and I just want to make sure, too, for our friends out there who are teachers, we're not knocking what you do because we appreciate everything Ooh. you do. But oh, I just gosh, that, Yeah, no, I love
0: teachers.
1: Love teachers. I just thought they're that there should have been a way to argue. probably approach that. And I'm more surprised that they just felt that it was best to just draft a letter, say, end it, and we need to focus. I was like, you got to get the parents involved because they're going to be parents who, of course, are going to stick up for your child, such as that mother did in uh, regards to the letter, which was well-intended, I'm sure, but not well right. thought out.
0: And this comes so. back to the it should have been reviewed. That all comes back to it should have been reviewed. I love teachers. Do not get me wrong. I've got a lot of friends that are teachers, and they're, they're great people, 100%, and do way more work than they are getting recognized for. So nothing against teachers. But, yeah, this, should, this is where it should have
1: been reviewed. It's, it's just it,
0: it's backfired in a way that it shouldn't have.
1: Yes. Wow. You know what? An hour goes pretty quick, my friend. Um, Yes, it does. (laughs) You see how quickly that goes. You see, before we used to have 30 minutes. Now we've got at least an hour or so to discuss the topics in length. And so, yeah, any closing thoughts for you here?
0: Um, No, I'm glad that we're back. Yay, I'm glad that we're back.
1: Don't forget to follow everybody. Next year, see. I I, I have to go back and relook because even to those who follow us, and of course, you can also follow us on the. I don't even know what they call it anymore. I know Apple still has the iTunes Store, but you can subscribe to us as a podcast, and you can actually still get all of our shows once they are new. Um, I know Apple's changing. (laughs) Hello, Apple. Thank you for having us. Um, (laughs) But. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know uh i am happy to be back because i know i just started really coming back here a few weeks ago with uh doing this and i i, I missed it and i missed talking with you on a weekly okay. basis even though uh, it's like you know i i miss doing these shows where i could just kind of like interact mm-hmm. and i hope that all of you out there uh Enjoyed it as well, because we enjoy bringing it to you, and we will definitely be back uh, on a more regular schedule. (laughs) Uh, TBA, as I think they always say, or check your Mm – it for me. You've been great. Good night, everybody. Set us, Bell. Take your shoes off. Y'all come back now. Here.